everybody. Welcome to The Travel Coach, Moving Body, Mind and Spirit. My guest today is a woman with a powerful story of transformation. She's originally from Zimbabwe, currently living in the Netherlands. And while she's a life coach, she spent the last 16 years of her life working in the airline industry. Kaylee Chaiva, welcome to The Travel Coach. Thank you very much, Sonia. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. So, do you like to get started maybe talking a bit about your background growing up? Yeah, well, as you already told the people, I was born in Zimbabwe uh, 39 years ago. And um, yeah, my mother met a Dutch man, her husband, her ex husband, and he brought us to the Netherlands. And um, yeah, from there on, I went to school here in the Netherlands. I learned the Dutch language. Um, I studied abroad. And as you said, my transformational journey started with traveling, actually. Um, I've experienced a few traumatic things in my life. And I had found that when I was traveling, it gave me kind of an escape from where I was in. Um, I enjoyed traveling. I enjoyed meeting other people. Yet the core, like essence, reason of why I was traveling wasn't always um, that pure, if you will. And um, so for 16 years, I have been flying around the world for KLM. Up until recently, I found that I would really much like to use my own experiences to help other women. And that's why I started coaching and especially wanting to coach women that have been through childhood trauma and generational trauma. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, so you have a very powerful and inspiring story indeed. So let's start maybe step by step and let's go deeper. So you said that uh, you moved to the Netherlands. How old were you? Was the early age? Yeah, very early age. Uh, I would say around seven years old. Um, I have to commit, uh, admit that because of all the traumatic things that I've experienced in life, one thing that the human body is really good in doing is shutting off. So mm. like exact dates and moments, I don't really um, like remember, but it was about seven years old when I got to the Netherlands. Yes. So does it come like your first travel, big transformation experience, or you were too young to maybe even realize or notice the difference? Oh, it was a huge difference, huge difference, because I was moving from, like, Black Africa uh, with mostly Black people around me, and when I got to the Netherlands, uh, we actually moved to the Bible Belt at first, and I was the only Black person, well, child there. My mother was Black, and my... Um, brothers as well but um I was the only like black girl in school my brothers were a little bit younger then and um that has been like a theme until I was about like 12 13 so experiencing people from other cultures um seeing people from other races uh that was a really huge experience for me back then yes yeah, that must, must be very uh, impactful in, in a young girl of seven years old, right? Yes. Maybe 
marks your personality or, or the direction of your life in that moment? Yes, I, I do know that I've always been interested in like other people in a sense of how they live and how they go through life and um, like wanting to know if there was anything else outside of me and outside of my own experience. So I wouldn't say that moving to the Netherlands was a bad experience at all. Mm -hmm. um, it was maybe a huge shock, yes, and it was different, but I think it is a, has been a positive experience to be somewhere else, learn something new and um, still have my roots back in Africa because that never leaves, of course. So, yeah, it and it, what you said, it did start um, like me, like the subject where we talk about me traveling and escaping. Um, the move was a big one. And I would like to say that the second one was Actually, when I was like around 12 years old, I got to go to an, um, on an exchange program. I went to Poland and I lived there with a Polish family um, for a few days. And that was like a huge, huge experience. I think that was like the real first moment that I was like, wow, like there's so much more to see. There's so mm -hmm. much more to explore. And how nice it was to be around other people and be welcomed in other people's homes and their cultures. And um, I think that one marked a really big moment in my life of traveling, yes. Yeah, you were already a teenager there. Yes. You were more aware maybe of what was going on. What would you, what's this memory or this moment in Poland that you remember maybe what would you like to highlight of this trip? It was, it, we went there, we were like teenagers and I went there because I was playing, um, it was an exchange because of, um, how do you call it, music, um, music class. So mm -hmm. I played the flute when I was younger. And um, so we were supposed to like do it like a mini concert over there. And um, they placed me in a home with a different family, a Polish family. The funny thing was that they didn't speak any English at all. Um, there was just this family. It was the mother, father, um, their son, and a girl that was my age. Um, but they didn't speak English. I was learning German. They didn't speak German either. There was this faraway uncle that lived like in another village, and he spoke a little bit of German. So whenever he was there, we could communicate. But other than that, it was just like smiling, body language, and that was how we That's communicated. So and, um, but still, they made me feel so welcome. And they really like moved everything in their house just for me to be comfortable. Um, during the day, we would go out, visit other schools. And um, at the end of the day, when I got back to my Polish home, they had like this huge table filled with food. And I'm not exaggerating, huge table, all this food. And they were like, you know, go and eat. And I was like, yeah, but you, then, why aren't you joining me? And they would be cramped up in the kitchen eating. Mm -hmm. And they had like this whole buffet for me. And they were so welcoming. And like, even though we didn't understand each other, even though like we didn't speak the same language, mm -hmm. 
like the hospitality language was there and the love language was there. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed that time back then. Yes, it was amazing. The body language and the love was evident. Yes, yes. Them, despite the language barrier. Yeah. That's beautiful. So you were in Poland for a few days and yes. then you were back to home in the Netherlands. What yes. was Kaylee after this trip? What was different? I think for me that started, like I said earlier, that I realized that there's more and taking it back to my own tra like traumatic experiences that I had, traveling was a way to be amongst people who showed love in a different way and to not be in my own mess, if you will, and like a way to just feel more free and just be freed from the challenges that I was experiencing at home. And that brought me to wanting to be a flight attendant. Mm. <laughs> so, and I actually, before that, every chance that I had to go abroad with school or whatever organization, I would take up on that because I had another uh, exchange student experience. I went to France for like eight months. Wow. And um, so whenever I got the opportunity to leave, I would leave. And the longer, the better. So um, I think from that moment on, knowing that there was a possibility to kind of escape, mm. even though it was just for a short period of time, that's what I was taking. That was what I was looking for. And um, yeah, so it was actually the beginning of everything. So what was the force that uh, drew you to travel? Was the feeling of uh, relief? Was you felt safe? What, what was exactly? I think the, like in a way, like the anonymity, like people not knowing your story, people not necessarily seeing at first hand what I was carrying with me and just to let go because there was nothing abroad. There's nothing that reminded me of like my traumatic experiences. Like, you know, I didn't have the people around me that either inflicted the, the traumatic experiences or that were involved in some way. I didn't have the home that, you know, wasn't really a home around me. So I could really start like kind of a new life for whatever period of time I was away. And as I said earlier as well, just feeling, because when, when you're traveling, you meet a lot of people that are, away from home so in that sense you are like in the same situation and that bonds as well so there's so many levels to like what I got from that but the, I think that the, the the main like the red line is escaping and just being able to think and experience other things than that I was experiencing at home actually was the opportunity, what I hear is the opportunity to have a, a different life that you created, that you could choose. Yes. Yeah, the people yeah. you can choose to, um, to be with and the kind of person you want to be without any attachment to the, to the past. That's very yes. powerful. 
and also and, I, and it's also the instant no it's okay the instant you know like when you go to therapy or counseling like you start to create a better life for yourself from inside out but when I was traveling it was like an instant fix you know it was a quick mm. fix and that is probably the reason why I after so many years discovered that this is not the answer like this is not going to help me in the long term it was a short-term gratification very quick that you got but then when you were back home the problem yes were... yes so this is when you decided to become flight attendant yes yes I I The earliest memory I have is actually when I was back in Zimbabwe. So I was really young that I wanted to fly. I don't know why I got that because I can't even remember anybody from my family knowing anything about flying. But there was this fire within that I was like, yeah, I want to fly. So when I got the opportunity, I jumped straight in and... Yeah, the, the, the farther and the longer the trips that's where you would find Kaylee like I wasn't the girl that would like only go away for just one night no just take me away for like eight days or 14 days and um yeah I was living out of my suitcase wow so the longer you could be away from home yes yes and I could never understand the colleagues that were always like Oh, I'm so looking forward to be home. And, <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, this trip is really long. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you were happy there. You were. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering. So do you, for you, were these just trips, travel trips? Um, sorry, uh, work trips, business trips, job trips, or were actually leisure, pleasure trips for you? Or did you make this difference at all? Well, I, like within my job as a flight attendant, I got to travel to places and sometimes it was longer than just one night. And depending on where I was, I would um, look around, like what are nice places to see, like in the vicinity. And I would go there. Like, for example, I've been to Kuala Lumpur many times and um, I've been on a 14-day trip to Kuala Lumpur as well many times. And this one time I heard about the Perentians, like these islands. So I booked a trip for myself for five days to go to an island. And I, um, I booked this like cabin bungalow at the beach and... Um, Yeah, I went there for five days. It was, well, it was beautiful, but I'm kind of scared of creepy crawlies, you know? <laughs> and there were a lot of, like, spiders and geckos. No, and, I don't like this either. Like, oh. <laughs> and I was sleeping all by myself there in that, mm. that, that you know, at the beach. And, um, But yeah, I would go on work trips, but within those work trips, I would travel even further away. And um, nine out of 10 times, I would go by myself um, because I just wanted to explore. I just, like the further, the, the better and the, 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 the more unknown, like the better even. And even by myself, I, I also have learned that like traveling or being by myself is 
something that I enjoy a lot. Like I, I do enjoy my own company. And um, even though I was like, like escaping from all the traumatic experiences, I still do enjoy being by myself. So that is maybe a little bit special, yeah, <laughs> if you put it like that. It's important but, that you were able to yeah. do this, you know, balance. So yeah. it's funny, I was wondering, because last week we were talking with a, a executive coach, Jimmy Beth, and she was yeah, explaining how it was difficult, you know, in these uh, work trips or business trips, take the time or the energy sometimes because we are tired after, I suppose, these long flights and, you know, long hours yeah, and days that yeah. you had there in the air. So it was difficult to find this energy and also going by yourself. You know, everybody has this, you know, um, determination or, or courage to go and explore and go uh, to the unknown. So in this case, you were running out of the familiar and yeah. embracing the unknown yeah. when usually yeah. human beings tend to do the opposite, right? Yeah. And do you know what? It's actually, I, I, I considered every time I fly or every time I go on a holiday, I like to be at the place as if I am like a local. I don't like to travel to be a tourist. So, of course, I went to like the Taj Mahal, you know, I, I would like to, I, I saw that. I saw the, like Lady Liberty, you know, the, 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 the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, of course, I want to see that, but like just to mark that off your list. But on the other side, what I did enjoy most was being where the locals were. And so I love to talk. So I would talk to everybody and anybody who would have time with for me. And I would ask them like, okay, where's a good place to eat or what's a good thing to do? And so for me, that made it easier to be by myself because I was like, it was like a second home for me. Like I considered like the whole world, like my home, you know, it's, and I wasn't like really being a tourist. It was just a home away from home. So maybe that makes it easier if you consider it, like made it easier for me to consider it that way that I belonged wherever I was, yeah. I belonged there. You didn't have homesick or no. I don't know who were your, uh, <laughs> your colleagues uh, in the queue. Uh, were actually approaching these trips the same way or were you seeing they, they were doing different? Oh, oh no. It, it differs because everybody flies for a different reason. Uh, most of them like, like, you know, being with other people, seeing other cultures. Um, However, I I do remember one time when we were in, it, it was just a short trip to Madrid and we had a layover of maybe, what was it, 10 hours? Like it's a really short layover. And, but it was just before dinner time. And I wanted to eat somewhere. I was like, I'm in Madrid. Like the weather is good. Like I'm not going to eat at, um, some colleagues would go to the, what is it, Fridays, because that was just mm. around the corner of our hotel. Mm. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat at a Fridays in Madrid. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can do that at home. So um, there was a, 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 a guy uh, during the flight that I asked, like, okay, can you recommend me a nice place to eat and, you know, a nice place to go to and just roam around? And um, he wrote down this address for uh, like a rooftop bar 
and that had like a nice view and like good food and like a nice atmosphere with young people and just laid back. And he said, well, it's it's a little walk from your hotel. But I was like, you know, the sun is still out. The weather is good. So I'm going. So my colleagues actually mm -hmm. were like, okay, what are we going to do for dinner? I said, are you joining me to that rooftop bar? And they were like, no, we're going to, no, we're just going to stay close to home because we only have 10 hours here and we have an early wake up. And they were like, are you sure you're going by yourself? Like, you'll be all by yourself. And I was like, yeah, but I'd rather <laughs> be all by myself and have a good, like, Spanish dinner than stay near the hotel and go to a It's Friday. priorities, right? It's priorities yes. in life. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, and also the importance to ask to local people, right? So you don't yes. need to know everything, just ask. Oh. People love helping. Totally, totally. And especially when you are alone, like I've encountered so many times that I was this, oh, I need to watch the time for my talking, but I was walking in, in, in Israel, I was walking to, I believe it's Jaffa, and there was this, group of elderly men and they were drinking tea and they saw me walking by myself and they were like oh come come drink some tea with us and I was like uh <laughs> and then at the end I spent like an hour with them and they spoke French and because of my time abroad I spoke French too so I just had like a lovely hour drinking tea with those guys and but that's like the the the, the beauty when you are by yourself you know you're more approachable than when you're within a group so that makes it even more special that you will be like more prone to experience different things than when you are in a larger group, you know? So yeah, I would recommend traveling by yourself at least once. To try it at the world. Yes. It's not a scary place and people no. willing to help. No. That's beautiful. You must see uh, amazing places around the world and have lots of fun yeah. anecdotes, I'm sure. I don't know if you want to share one quick one. Oh, Lord. Um, well, I told you about the Parentians, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, actually, when I was there, I found out that a colleague of mine, he decided to go there as well. And we took the same boat back to Kuala Lumpur. Uh, we first had to take from the Parentians. It was a boat. Uh, like a ferry for like what was it one I don't even remember the times one of hour and then we had to be in a taxi after the taxi we had to take a flight to Kuala Lumpur and from Kuala Lumpur we had to take another taxi to go back to the hotel so we started this journey at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon that same night we were supposed to fly back to the Netherlands Wow. So uh, we were we were like playing a little bit with time. But <laughs> we have plenty of time. Yeah, we have plenty wanted, of time. I wanted to take like full advantage of the time and the hours that I had. So we were on that boat and our boat broke down. So mm. we were in the middle of nowhere out in the sea and our boat broke down. So I, we were like, okay we have a flight tonight. We have to work. <laughs> we need to be in Kuala Lumpur because we had a flight to catch from, I don't even remember the city, to Kuala Lumpur and then take a taxi back to our hotel, change clothes 
and then move to the airport to work. So we were already thinking about strategies. Okay, who are we going to call? What can we do? Can maybe colleagues like clean out our room and take our luggage to the airport so that we can change at the airport, you know, that we don't have to go back to the hotel. Um, so luckily there was another boat nearby. They called that boat. Everybody had to jump over in the middle of the sea or ocean. We had to jump over on that other boat. And I think we had a delay of like more than an hour. Our taxi was waiting for us. Uh, we jumped in the taxi and he was driving like crazy. It was, I was, I don't think I've ever been so scared in my life. <laughs> but, but we wanted to make that flight because yeah, that yeah. we had to be in Kuala Lumpur. So when we got to the airport, that flight was delayed. So we were like, oh, thank wow. you, thank you. But it gets worse. So we get on that flight, we get to Kuala Lumpur, we get to our hotel, our crew hotel, and we were supposed to only have like 30 minutes to shower, pack our bags, and then be in uniform, ready to go to the airport. So we are there at the airport. We, we eventually come to our hotel, and I open up my door and there's like this stack of letters. Like whenever there are changes within our flight or delays or whatever, um, like KLM will send faxes to the hotel and they will slip like the, the letters underneath our door so that we will be updated on any like delays or changes within the flight. But there was this whole stack of papers and I was like, oh my God, what is this? So the first one I read was like, yeah, we've been trying to contact you for a few days now, but we were on the island. So we were, we were not, yeah, they knew where we were, but, you know, I think the reception wasn't that good. Um, we actually had to go back earlier, but because they couldn't find us, they <laughs> sent out other people. But now we were too, like, now we were, how do you call it, too many people. So they did, didn't need us anymore. So they sent us back home like deadheading. So we didn't have to work back home to Amsterdam. So it was, it was a 14 day trip. And I actually only had to work going to Kuala Lumpur and then one flight in the middle. And then after eight days, I got to like sit and relax, lay back and go back home. Oh my God. I, I'm sure you could write a book about it or make a movie or something of all your adventures and stories. Yeah. But Kelly, explain because one day this motive, motive of traveling, this reason of traveling change, right? Yes. So you used to travel to skate. What happened? What happened that, no need to own details, but what No, was, no, no, no. You well, know, what uh, changed? I, I have been in and out of therapy for like 23 something years uh, because of the childhood traumas that I've experienced. And I've had help here and there, but some way or the other, the body always knows best. So I got a breakdown and um, I went into therapy. Actually, the breakdown that I had was at the beginning of, I, I was supposed to go to Kuala Lumpur again for 14 days. And I was looking, <laughs> I was looking forward, actually. But my manager told me, uh, like, you're going to stay home. Like, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I got rolled into really intensive therapy, trauma healing. And 
I started to realize that I was that I had been running away and I couldn't run anymore. Like they kind of grounded me. I was like at home base. I couldn't go anywhere. I had to face everything. And I was already facing everything in some way, but not as intense as I was then. And I started to feel that wherever I was going, like all my challenges will always, always like catch up with me. And I learned that I really had to make peace within myself to appreciate the outer world. And as long as I couldn't appreciate myself, I couldn't really enjoy the outer world. I couldn't really let the outer world in, in a, in a just way, if you will. And therapy really, it, it, it really changed within a few months that, I was somebody that always wanted to be outside of my house to somebody that became kind of a homebody and somebody that appreciated my home and that I now feel that my home is my sacred place and that's my safe place now. I don't have to run away anymore that's and so that I got me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. So it's so important to do also this inner. It's not only exploring the world. It's also who we are. Who is this person who is exploring the world, who determines the, the yes. outcome, the experiences, the happiness, the feelings that we are going to enjoy. So also the intention behind the travel, not only the travel by itself. So powerful. Yes. No. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, so... You know, Kaylee, that I like to collect hidden gems from all around the world. So if you would like to share some place in your town or your region that you think is a must to visit if we go there, what this could be? Yeah, I, um, I didn't really do my homework because I wanted to look for the, for the English words, but I forgot. But um, in the northern of the Netherlands, we have a few islands and they are amazing. When I first got to the Netherlands, I actually like got to see like whole of the Netherlands, like all the big major important parts or cities or historic points in the Netherlands. And um, those islands, uh, there are five or six islands and there are two of them that I really, really like and they're called Ameland and Schiermonnikoog. Okay. Uh, they are really picturesque islands. They're really tiny. Like most of them you can like cycle around in one day. Um, one of them um, doesn't even allow cars on it, only for the local people. Um, they have local okay. delicacies. Um, they have amazing, amazing beaches and dunes and forests. And yeah, just rent a bike and just explore and yeah so that is that is the gem that i would like to share go That's there. amazing i'm gonna definitely check it out yeah great so last but not least how people can reach out to you how they can contact you yes so you can find me on instagram blessed as i am and you can follow me there i would really like to have you follow me and i'll also invite you to like contact me out and um I would love to have a conversation with you. Beautiful. 
Thank you, Kaylee. It's been a pleasure to have you on board the Travel Thank Coach you. today. I wish Thank you and everybody tune in safe and happy travels. Thank, Thank you, you again. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For new adventures every week, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For more Travel Coach Insights, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Sonia Cruz Oro. Happy travels!